Welcome to Real Money Talks, how to make money, manage money, and invest money. Your Real Money Talks host, Laurel Langmire, gets straight to the point about what it actually takes to make money and build lasting wealth in today's changing economic climate. If you're ready to get the financial results you've always dreamed of, keep listening. Real Money Talks is the right place for you. And now here's your host, Laurel Langmire. Welcome. You are with Laurel Langmire, and this is Real Money Talks. So we're going to talk about money every day. I'm going to podcast my little heart out and teach you why this conversation about money is so critical. And again, I will repeat it over and over and over. It's because we're not taught a proper conversation about money. And what we've been taught is mostly from like just past behavior, like habits of other people. So you kind of pick them up and you might do it their way. And I want to teach you some really, really strategic ways on how to make money, keep money, invest money, and do it with a team. So the format of this is I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to interview. I'm going to have all sorts of different topics. And I really want you to contribute in the topics that are going to serve your life. So the dialogue that we're going to have will be created through asklaurel.com. So A-S-K-L-O-R-A-L.com. You go there, you give me your name, your phone number, your email, whatever you want to give me. You can ask me any question. You could give me your, just some input, say, you know, I'd love to talk about this. I'd love to understand your opinions about economy, world economy, investing, you know, be fun too, is you could actually like, you know, send me a deal and you know, we'd evaluate a deal. I've been a shark since before Shark Tank ever even existed. So I know how to do all of that, you know, conversation as well. So we could even do some little mini sharking if you uh, all want to, because I love this conversation about money and I'm totally committed to having you learn it and just serve you implicitly about this conversation. So at asklaurel.com, you can ask me any questions, give me a comment, tell me what topic you want to talk about and let's get to it. We have a lot of work to do in this money conversation and you are here to learn it. My job is to teach it. So today we're going to talk about how to choose a correct entity for your business how to start this whole year off right, how we're going to organize your business properly and make sure that you're absolutely set to keep the most money that you possibly can given your situation. The other thing I want to invite you to do, which will provide more context to our conversations and our dialogue, is on asklaurel.com, I will have all sorts of gifts for you. So at asklaurel.com forward slash podcast gifts. I will be giving you like my free millionaire maker book. So, so much of my conversation is based on that. So similar to like the Rich Dad Poor Dad book, where it really frames another conversation and a whole context around money. That's what the millionaire maker will do for you. So when you go over to the site and you download the millionaire maker ebook, the way to read through it is to find the situation that's most like yourself, because then you'll understand that there's seven profiles of what people have done to themselves in their life. Some of you are severely in debt and have this old occupational conversation around it. Some of you are way overpaying taxes. Some of you are lifestyle junkies. You make money, spend it, make it, spend it. There's nothing that accumulates. Some of you have what I call lazy assets, which means you have assets, but they aren't making much money, which is a, oh, just dear crime. So I want you to find the story that's most like your situation. And there's a blueprint in there. And the blueprint is how to have the conversation. So based on what I'm asking you to do, based on where you are, which is a sequence, do the right action at the right time, you'll be walking towards your millionaire plan. Now, some of you might say, well, I don't want to be a millionaire. Well, then be a hundred thousandaire. 
just have a bigger life. And it isn't about the money. It's about the impact that you can make, the freedom you're going to have for you and your family. And eventually, those of you who really want to contribute and really give back, then it's a mission beyond yourself. It's something way bigger than just you. So let's get to the topic at hand today, how to choose the correct entity for your business. And I'm going to put in investments. So at the end of our about 15 minutes or so, um, you will learn the entities that are available to you, the trusts that are available to you, why you should be using them, and some tax tips just to get started and get you really, really excited and off to the races and keeping all the hard-earned money that you make. So you'll be learning four things. We'll review them at the end. So let's get started. And again, this this for this show today, I'm going to make it more of an American-based show. I will promise you I will do an international show. As I've mentioned on other podcasts, I do have businesses in several countries and the corporate structure in principle is all the same. The corporate names are different. So there's corporations in Canada, there's limited proprietaries in Australia, and there's partner corporations in Africa. So they're just different names. In principle, they all follow these same rules. Why America is superior to any other country that I've ever, ever worked or in, and owned companies in is because we have four choices. We have a C corporation, we have an S corporation, we have an LLC, which is a limited liability company, or a, what's called an LP, a limited partnership. Let's talk a little bit about those four. The C corporation is a completely independent tax unit. It has nothing to do with yours. Whereas an S corporation, an LLC, and a limited partnership, they all, you know, they all summarize around you. And even though they have their own EINs and tax strategies and benefits and protection, asset protection, at the end of the day, it's called a pass-through entity. And there's a huge benefit in that that I'll uh, explain as we continue our conversation. In the pass-through entities, it all summarizes into one big tax return for you. So there'll be your personal return. Maybe you have some uh, rental properties or some gas and oil wells, or you own part of a franchise or part of a business partnership or whatever you own, and that's in a limited uh, LLC. And then maybe you have a family business or some family operation, which are heavily used for limited partnerships. And then you have your own operating business, like my company, Live Out Loud, is an S-corporation. And so the income and expenses of those different companies all have their own P&L and balance sheet, profit and loss statement. And at the end of it all, it all like marries down to one big tax return. So the benefit of that is call it the LLC. If you own gas and oil, real estate or aviation, they are your three largest assets that have extraordinary tax deductions. And gas and oil takes the heap. It is absolutely the number one asset in the world. Nowhere in the world do you have an asset that can be uh, tax depreciated like this one. So in gas and oil, which I'm going to have a whole podcast on gas and oil and energy assets. So stay tuned. I have an enormous lineup. I mean, every day, five days a week, I'll say it that way. The entire year, we have an agenda lined up. We have topics. And those of you, I'm going to leave holes in the agenda throughout the whole year because I want you to tell me who you want. Like, I'm going to bring some energy partners on. I want to bring some tax partners on. And whatever you want me to talk about, we're going to bring on. And uh, the tax in the gas and oil, right? The gas and oil is so extraordinary. 85% depreciation against your highest income. So if you're uh, a payroll person, a W-2, we call them in America, where you're, getting a, where you're getting a paycheck, then that's your worst quality of money. So money has a quality to it. And the reason why payroll money is the worst quality, and it's, it's what I want you to get paid the least of. So what's interesting is, again, you're hearing a complete opposite conversation that you'd hear from somebody who's an occupational conversationalist. So they say, well, get a raise and get a raise. And I don't want you to get a raise. I want you to actually get less money as a W-2 payroll person. And I want your business on the side, your hobby, whatever you're doing to make the most money because you have better tax strategies. So 
All that being said, why this is so important to you is if you have, say you make $100,000 and for whatever, you know, however you've done it, you've also, you know, put a couple hundred thousand dollars away. And it might be in the market, it might be in mutual funds, it might be in an IRA. You can actually move that money into gas and oil. So let's just say you matched your salary and put $100,000 to work in gas and oil. You're going to get 85000 plus, 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 because there's several other variables in there, depreciation schedule against that income, which means you're net net. So here's your personal return, which has your paycheck on it. Your LLC has your gas and oil investment and maybe another limited partnership has some family property. And you have a business on the side where you're doing some network marketing company or you're actually managing your real estate or you have a business. All those tax returns all add up and reduce your taxation. And typically gas and oil is your, it's just, it does wonders for people's tax return. I bought gas and oil now for over 20 years and I keep it a huge part of my portfolio because I like the tax strategies. I also own a King Air, so I have aviation, I have real estate. So I actually practice everything that I tell you to do. And I'm just like pleading you to listen on and continue to just see what's possible in this conversation. So back to the entities. Typically an LLC could hold a business depending on your state or it could hold some assets. And the state of Nevada, which is where I live, actually has the longest standing legal basis of a tax code and a legal structure behind it. So it's been tested the most is the way you want to look at it. Is any challenges on the on the law have been tested? They've been highly tried and true in court systems. So there's already a precedence is what it's called. Whereas a lot of people say, well, Delaware, well, Delaware is a great uh, state to have an entity if you want to go public, like if you're going to IPO a business or something. Uh, Texas and Wyoming, uh, Texas is probably as old, uh, not quite as old and not as tested, but because of, of Nevada or has the larger asset protection, but it's really good. And a lot of people say, yeah, but about this new Wyoming one, it's, it's similar, but it doesn't have the literally centuries of court cases and precedents about what will happen to you if you are sued in the state. So again, having an entity is about taxation, number one in my mind. Number two, it's about protection, that anything, if you ever were challenged, anything that's in that entity is the only thing that could be challenged. So I see so many students when they first meet me and clients and uh, folks that I'm working with, and they have no protection. And like I have a woman whose uh, husband just passed away, half million dollar life insurance policy, a home that's worth a million dollars, hundreds of thousands in the, in the market, which is, you know, moving out of the market to better assets, higher performing assets. Anyway, she's a millionaire. And the truth is, if anything would happen uh, in her life, all of that is at risk. So what you want to do is mitigate your risk and do what we call asset protection. Those are all assets. You want to protect them by the shell of an entity or a corporate structure. So there's asset protection. There is just liability protection. And the biggest one that I love the most, which is why I talk about in business, because businesses have 73,000 pages of tax code in the United States. Uh, with Trump you know, coming into office, uh, I, my estimation, having known him and what he will do, he's a huge entrepreneur and wealth builder. He'll probably run that up to over 100,000 pages of code just to incent entrepreneurs. That's my prediction. Okay, if I made wrong, but you know, I'm always asked to make a prediction and that's mine. So having an S Corp, I love for your primary business, whatever it is, your day-to-day operating business that's creating more money. Um, again, limited partnerships and LLCs. Now let's talk about what I call the mothership, the big one called the C Corporation. It has its completely own tax return. It also doesn't have to file tax on December 31st or like in Australia, it's June 30th or whatever your year end is. 
it actually can have uh, a different quarterly year end. So there's a massive tax strategy in that. So what I tell people who are growing into the six, seven figure brackets is at some point, keep your operating company in an S corp and then have a management at a marketing company at the C corp level and have an offsetting year end. So then you actually can really moderate and have a very strategic plan around your income and expenses between the two corporations. So they clearly have to keep their own set of records. They've got to keep their own set of books. They have their own bank accounts. You don't commingle them. But there is a strategy that we teach, and I would love to invite any of you, if you want to have a one-on-one private appointment, because I know it's kind of hard just to do this in a monologue and just talking to you. But the the strategy to not only have, let's call it in America, a C-Corp and S-Corp or a C-Corp and an LLC combination, but then to have international corporations that also have different yeah, year-ends. Yes, I'm filing taxes usually six to eight times a year. But the strategy to keep my money in the house, in my own structure of my estate, is the strategy. And it's what the strategy of the wealthy have been doing forever. You know, I always laugh. I say, you know, Christopher, Christopher Columbus wasn't some dude who just decided to like sail across the ocean, uh, you know, as an individual. He was actually an employee of a corporation. The ships were owned by corporate corporations of uh, Britain. Uh, it's why British actually controls many, many countries around the world. And they're actually under, you know, the original British law and the Queen. And I mean, Australia's that way. Uh, New Zealand's kind of way moved away from it. But Canada still has some remnants there. Africa clearly does. So this has been going on for centuries. And if I was you and my whole goal in sharing this in this podcast is I want you to get a little irritated. Like I was, I was in this private financial education and didn't learn any of this. I was learning being groomed to be a finance employee. And I thought, no, I want to be an entrepreneur who's teaching it. And you have to really go to the streets and learn from those of us who are doing it. And so learning all of this now, like my goal for all of you, and if you're a parent out there, bring this into your household. One of the the greatest advice I give for uh, all my parents who have teenagers is when they get 18, You don't need to buy them a car. You buy them an LLC. Get them their first company and then fund it and show them how to use credit properly and help them get a good credit score, like manage their life with them. But don't start then. Start now. Start when they're young. I start when they're two years old in my financial literacy for kids, and that'll be coming up in the next few weeks in a podcast. So stay tuned. We'll be posting on the Ask Laurel site, asklaurel.com. We'll be posting a schedule of the podcast and what will be coming. So you can look forward to uh, hearing it and knowing what's coming out. I don't want to go too far out because, again, I want your input. I'm uh, very collaborative and uh, can talk about any conversation you want me to. Uh, the dinner table financial conversation is one that I clearly will be, bring up. But the 18-year-old birthday present, which is an entity, a bank account, proper credit cards, proper credit, and a proper structure to their life is a gift that very few parents, if any, even conceive of giving their children on an 18th birthday of them becoming an adult. So all of this is possible for you. I can't wait till you learn and understand. Once you read The Millionaire Maker, it'll be clear to you maybe which of those structures uh, you want. Also, if you just like a private appointment again, let me know and we will get you in touch with folks who can give you a private appointment about which entity would be best for you. Now, again, point two is why use them? You need to use them because it protects all of your assets in your life. And some of you say, well, I don't have a lot. I know, but that if it, it's an intentional thing. You know, I was in the secret and I always say, you know, getting wealthy is an intention. It's not a result that just happens because you casually behave some way. Like I remember setting all my corporate structure up and my mentor says to me, now your job is to fill up those bank accounts and then we'll go to the next level because it's an intention that I'm going to get rich. See, companies 
make money, individuals get taxed. So I don't make money as an individual. Actually, I don't own anything as an individual. I don't own my phone. I don't own my cars. I don't own half of my clothes. I don't own my jewelry. For the most part, those are company expenses. Like I'm a stage presence. I have to, you know, look a certain way. I've got to buy all that, you know, bling. Like that's all like deductible. By the way, like when you actually really learn this, here's some other ideas about why to do it. And I'll give you, again, I'm giving you tax tips. So I'm saying why? Taxation and protection. Because you're going to get rich. You're going to be amazing. You already are. Many of you just aren't structured right. Here's some tax tips. So another one is to say, like I keep my real estate management company in my home. So that means I have a, an office and I actually have it set up as an office and, um, you know, computers, screens, the whole thing. And um, I get to actually write off those that portion of my house. Now, here's the next piece is like I don't have to have a housekeeper per you know, personally, but my real estate company does because I do invite over clients and investors and uh, I get to write off that dinner party. I get to write off my uh, home office. I get to write off the house cleaning and the landscaping that was required to get it all done. I can write off the snow removal because I live in Lake Tahoe. I've got to have that cleaned out. I can't have accidents with my clients. So there are things that your company actually gets to write off and you don't get to. So why make money as an individual when the benefit is being a company? And I know psychologically, I always say, you know, I came in a woman's body to teach you women and kind of kick you women in the rear. But a lot of you, you have this all combined and collapsed. I want you to really start segmenting. Compartmentalizing is the word that I use. And comp start compartmentalizing your life. You have you, you have a business, you have your children, you have different things that are absolutely critical. Because once you have kids, and I'm going to do a whole show, and um, this will be several more weeks out, and I'm going to interview some of the top insurance folks in the world, you want insurance to fund your trusts. See, once you set up the corporations, then what should be above them is a revocable trust that avoids probate in the entire country. So in the last 15, 16 minutes, you have learned what entities there are in America. And again, we'll have an international one, but there are four different uh, company structures. Why you need to trust it all needs to be held in trust eventually put life insurance through it. You keep all the wealth in your family. It creates generational wealth. Why use them? Tax, liability protection, asset protection, all of that. Tax tips, just get started. Think of all the things that you pay for personally that could be deductions. And again, that's your car, your phone, some clothing. Again, I share my dinner party, uh, you know, scenario that I do. Um, my offices, my computer, my supplies, my travel, my hotels. And because I also have real estate companies, I can travel all over the world. I can be there for my real estate business and never have a vacation. You only has, you only from now on will have business trips. Even my children have never been on a vacation. They think they're missing out. They go on business trips. So this is Laurel. I hope you're enjoying this. We'll continue on. This is Real Money Talks. For any comments, input, questions, ask for a private appointment, go to asklaurel.com. Fill in your information, let us contact you, and I promise we will keep it confidential because this is the conversation of a lifetime. Talk to you soon on the next podcast. Thank you for joining Laurel for this segment of Real Money Talks, how to make money, manage money, and invest money. To continue this new conversation and to find free resources to support your wealth creation, visit asklaurel.com forward slash podcast gifts. That's A-S-K-L-O-R-A-L dot com forward slash podcast gifts. Thanks for listening and join us again soon. New episodes are released every week.